you, but it's first time. Let's honor the word of God. Ruth chapter 4. Can you stand for the reading of the, of the word of God? Ruth. Ruth chapter 4. Ruth chapter 4. Ruth chapter 4. Hallelujah. Can you pray in the street for 30 seconds? Manama do kosha. goes. Idanama. Come on, come on. Do be heavily. Can you press in? Just pray in the street for the next 30 seconds. Come on, we are, we are, we are 20 minutes, 20 seconds gone. Let's press in. Nene mandiko. Shudi bada. Debolobo hosu. Tribadi de debenekedis. Ode balahazi topro. Hoskumrehen. Anamando shokoto. Behenda bigosoto vele. In Jesus' precious name. Ruth chapter 4. I begin reading from verse 4. And I thought to advertise, to inform thee, and Boaz speaking to the first kinsman, saying, Bide before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people, for thou wilt redeem it. Redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Verse 5. Verse 5. Then said Boaz, what day that thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name Enamasha, of the dead upon his inheritance. So um, Boaz is saying to the first kinsman, if you buy the land, you buy the babe. If you buy the land, you have the babe. You can't buy the land and not have Ruth with the package. You have the land, you have the babe. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be messy today. Feel it. Verse 6, verse 6. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I murmur my own inheritance. That means I have my family line. I don't want to bring Ruth into my family line. Redeem thou my right to thyself. That means I give my right to redeem to you, Boaz, for I cannot redeem it. Give me Revelations chapter 5. Put Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. And this song, can we, sing, can we read this together? One, two, three, go. And this song, a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou hast was slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. I'm redeemed out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Look at your neighbor and tell the neighbor, for me, this house is not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen those houses where they put a, a sign outside this house is not for sale I saw one very funny last week this house is not for sale beware of my second wife if you grow up in worry be fear of beware of uh, if a man now beware of this person because the man is saying this house is not for sale but I have a son who's mad and he's trying to sell my house the, dem the devil is always want to put you, always trying to put you on sale but you are not on sale you are not on sale. You have been purchased. You are not in the market. You are not available. Your life is not for sale. Can you preach to the neighbor standing to your left or to your right and tell them for me one more time, my life is not for sale. Oh, no, no. Let's do it one more time. Go. My life is not... Okay, leave your neighbor now. Talk to yourself. Lay your hands on your head, your chest, wherever, and decree, my life is not for sale. Come on. Oh, I can't hear you. Say it loud. I know you're wearing a mask, but you can shout. Say, my life is not for sale. 
supernatural father we ask that you throw your weight in this place cause the eyes of our understanding to open up to see Jesus oh God give this preacher nimbleness of mind I just thought give your people understanding as you give me utterance throw your weight in this beauty and let your name be glorified my king in Jesus is much less name and everybody said amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord amen I want to start this morning by reminding you that you are very expensive. You are very expensive. That, that's the thought I'm starting with this morning. You are very expensive. So look at your neighbor and say, you are very expensive. Now, the neighbor doesn't believe because he or she didn't come with an expensive car or lives in an expensive area in Lagos or um, wears an expensive cloth. But, but your, 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 your value is not what you drive, is not what you wear, is who you are. Your value is not what you drive, is not what you wear, is not where you stay, it's who you are, it's who you are. Your value, you know the problem with us is fig leaves. So we have no value, we are empty, so we are wearing designers just to cover up the emptiness. You can be wearing Gucci or Prada or Salvatore Ferragamo, if you are empty, you are still empty. Yes, your value is not what you drive, it's not what you wear. It's not where you stay. It's who you are. You are expensive. You may not drive the Bentley. You may not drive the Range Rover this morning. You may not have the Rolls Royce. But my friend, you are still expensive. You may not live in Banana Island, Ikoi. You may not be dressed with an expensive designer. But you are still expensive. Are there people like me who just gravitate towards expensive things all the time? So if you ask my wife, if we go to the restaurant, I'm most likely to pick the most expensive part of the menu. Yeah. If you know, I and I and it was I and ATR went to a friend's shop and then she would show us certain things to the left and say, These ones are good. Then this other one is very expensive. So we got angry and said, These ones that are expensive, these ones that we want to have. Because have you looked at or sized us and said, Okay, these guys are going to buy these ones, and these ones are the expensive ones. And most in generally, sometimes the ones that are most functional are not, not actually the expensive ones, but it becomes expensive because of a tag somebody puts on it. That's why it becomes, because of somebody puts a tag on it. Yes, that's why it becomes um, expensive. I w w walked into a shop with my wife somewhere in America, and I was walking towards a gown, and my wife was saying, flourish, flourish, come back, flourish, come back, come back, come back. And I was moving because that, that's just part of me. That I just go towards the expensive thing. And I said, oh, how, how, how much is this dress? And they said to me it was $3,000, $4,000. In my mind, I just started, Camry, 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 Camry. And as I tell you now, you're the Wakadi Gugye expensive things today. And, and it hit me. It is not even as beautiful as a Wanasambo or a Tokwe FNRO, but because they put a price tag on it, it becomes expensive because of the brand that is on the cloth. There is a brand on you that has made you expensive. There's a brand on you that has made you expensive. That's why the Bible says, what shall he profit in, man? Watch this. If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. So the born again soul is more expensive than the wealth of the world put together. This is, the, Emmanuel, this is the problem with us. That's why if I tell you now that the brother just gave his life to Christ, what are you going to do? Oh, oh, that's good. If I tell you that this other brother just had a billion dollar contract, wow, God is good. Because in your mind, your value system is flawed. 
So you now think a billion dollar deal is a greater miracle than salvation, the biggest miracle on earth. Error. So if I tell you this guy, oh, oh, that's a big... So the testimonies we celebrate in the Logic Church is not breakthrough. If I put Mike here for breakthrough testimonies, we will not close the service. My members know and we know ourselves. But the testimonies I put here, people like Larry who come out and say, I was stuck in masturbation for X, Y, Z years. He's right there. I'm no longer masturbating. Yes, that's a testimony. And people who said, a girl called me privately, man, I just used to sleep with every married man. I've been following you for a while now. And man, I've stopped with all these married men. My life is, those are better testimonies than coming. I just made a billion dollar deal because our value system is flawed. When I was growing up, if you bring a guy or a girl to the house, they'll ask you who's his father. What do they do? Who what are their values now? Your child brings somebody to a house. Is what, what do they have? What, what is their family name? Because our value system is flawed. 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 So the believer, the man in Christ, the one who saved, is more valuable than the world put together. A saved man, a new creation man, is more expensive than the wealth of the world put together. Uncle Sammy, every man has a price. The price of the believer is the blood of Jesus. So when God was going to purchase man, he didn't use silver. He didn't use gold. He didn't use pound sterling. He didn't use dollar. God came out of God, spoke to God and said, God, I am going to redeem man to God. So the price of the believer is the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 23. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 23. It says, Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. You will become servants to men and the things of men if you do not understand that you have been bought with a price. Coming to you this Sunday morning. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. Put it there. If you have it in the message, you can put it after this. For as much as ye know that we were not redeemed with corruptible things. What are corruptible things? He explains. As silver and gold. Because in that time, keep the scripture. There was no dollar and pound sterling. He would have said in pounds and dollar. The exchange medium was silver and gold. It says, so if it is this day translation, it will be, you have not been redeemed with naira, pounds, and dollars from your vain conversation. Conversation in King James is not speech, it's lifestyle. It's conduct. It says, received by traditions from your father. Give me 19. God punish the devil. Give me 19, 19. But with the precious blood of Jesus, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So the transaction, the means of transaction that God used when he was going to buy back, back, buy man back was the precious blood of Jesus. Every man has a price. The price of the believer is the blood of Jesus. So every man has a price, I agree. My price is the blood of Jesus. To get me, you have to beat the blood of Christ. In his entirety and totality. A finished work. That's why what we preach in the logic church is the blood of Jesus. Plus nothing, minus nothing, has done everything for us. The church is not information for change. It's revelation for transformation. What we teach here is who you are in Christ and who Christ is to you. The finished work on the cross of Calvary. That's our job. Do you have the message translation of this? 
It says it costs God plenty to get you out of that dead end, empty-headed life. You know, message is petty. The message translation, very petty translation. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead end, empty-headed life you grew up in. Give me 19. He paid with Christ sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. So the reason you do not just open your leg for every Tom, Dick, and Harry and for anybody is that you know that you are expensive. I'm expensive. I'm very expensive. No, I'm expensive. I may not drive the most expensive things, but I'm expensive. I may not have the most expensive things, but I'm expensive. Because my value is not what I drive, it's who I am. You saw my cousin just now with swag, right? See, this guy gave money. He's been like that from when he was broke. I've known him, yes. Both of them are family members. Marvelous is dad and my father used to do evangelism in Benin. Yes, years back. Was the wife is my cousin. When they were, they knew that their value was. That's why when they drive your expensive car, it looks good on them more than you who have the car. Have you seen people who have expensive people? When they wear it, they're wondering, what did this person wear? So, there's somebody wears just Ankara, but he carries it well because the value is not what you wear. I am the one who gives what I wear value. That cloth does not give me value. And this is the problem with Lagosians. That's why we all have Prado and big, big Jeep. Because if we don't drive it to the gate, they will not open gate for us. So you have to have big cars. You reach the tinted beams. This guy must be big guy. In the physical, you need stuff to substantiate value. In the spiritual, Christ is the value of the believer. That's why you are in a rat race trying to increase your value. Now, you are in Chevron, but you want to go to Banana Island. You go to Banana Island. You want to go to the future. It's your place and make Atlantic. After that, you want to fly somewhere else because you think that those things will give you value. Not knowing that your value is premised on the finished work on the cross of Calvary. You are valuable. A Bentley in Agege is still a Bentley. A Range Rover in Ajegule is still a Range Rover. A Rolls Royce in Mushi is still a Rolls Royce. So the city and the location does not reduce the value of the car. So your situation and your circumstances cannot reduce your value. You are still valuable. You may have been raped, abused. He left you, walked out on you. Now you're taking care of your child, taking care of your business all by yourself. You are still valuable because the one who puts the value on you is the blood of Jesus. Every man has a price. The price of the believer is the blood of Jesus. I don't know who you are this Sunday morning. God sent me to tell you. I don't know where you're sitting. You are still valuable. I know they walked out on you, but you're valuable. I know you were raped, but you're valuable. I know you have not paid your rent, but you're valuable. I know you are in debt, but you're valuable. So your value is not by your situation and your circumstance. It's who you are in Christ and who Christ is to you. If that is your word, shout amen, somebody. I'm expensive. Very expensive. The location. 
does not reduce your value. Daniel 5, 25, 27. Take care, take care, many open sin. Thou art weighed in the balances and thou art found wanting. You are weighed, not your stuff. Because what you do and what you have do not weigh as who you are. Ah, you didn't hear me. What you do and what you have do not weigh as who you are. Young lady, when you want to marry, find out who he is. Not what he drives. Not what he does. Not where he stays. Who are you? Because what you do, what you have, what you drive, do not weigh as who you are. They are madmen in Banana Island. There are knives in Lucky Phase 1, not wives. You want a wife, not a knife. There are knives in Lucky Phase 1. What you do, what you drive, where you stay, do not weigh as who you are. Who are you? 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 Jesus died. You're expensive. You, I, I get angry. Do you know what redemption is? Oh, you know what redemption is? You know what the redeemed man is? Something that Jesus paid with himself. Do you know how valuable you are to the heavenlies? Angels, they trip for you. The Spirit of God said to me, marvelous, you like this. He says, angels can sing, but they can't sing about redemption. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he got you, Uncle Sam. He got you. He got you. He got you. He got, they can't sing about redemption. So, when you and I sing, as powerful as their voices, they, they trip for you. Look what the Sam is singing. Are you, are you hearing him? They are wondering. As I am preaching, angels are taking note. They don't know what we are talking about. They desire to look into the things that we know. Put first Peter chapter 1, verse 12. There, God punished the devil. Let's see, Bible. Angels can't sing about redemption. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported. Uncle Sammy, watch this. Unto you by them that have preached the gospel, unto you the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. These things, angels don't understand what he was been saying. He says, which things the angels desire to look into. They desire redemption. Holy Ghost, what has been done? The revelation. They are desiring to look into it. Angels. They don't know. They value, but they are not valuable to the Father. They are servants. They are not valuable to the Father. The value is not the same. The man in Christ is the most valuable man in the world. The most dangerous man is the believer that knows he's a believer. Ananda Kosha. Eboratis. It's the believer that knows I'm a believer. You become dangerous to the enemy. Because you know who you are in Christ. And you know who Christ is to you. I am in him justified. He is in me glorified. So when you have this revelation... Angels can't sing Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. No, they don't know it. 
The only thing they do is hallelujah. Holy. Eh? Is it, is it not in your Bible? All angels sing is hallelujah. Holy. They can't sing the blood of Jesus. We sing all the blood. We have options. They don't have options. It's holy. 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 And the holy is new because every time they lift up their head, they see a different revelation of God. They say holy again. Ah, it changed. Holy. Because God is ageless. He's matchless. He's timeless. He's infinite. With the power of an endless life. He's inexhaustible. He's insubtractable. He's indivisible. Anana, Kayado, take it. So when they hear us sing, they are wondering. That's why we don't sing Hosanna in this church. We sing Hallelujah. Like, we have singers like Babalola and Let me dig it. Hosanna means come and save us. So Hosanna is not a redemption song. Hosanna was the chant joy that they did on that um, walk of transfer, um, transfiguration. No, no, no. Um, triumphant entry. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means come and save us. Come and save us is a chant of praise that is rooted in the etymology of come and save us. We are not singing come and save us because he has saved us. So what we sing is hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there you stand up, shout hallelujah. I say shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I say jump, shout hallelujah. Jump, shout hallelujah. Lift your hands, shout hallelujah. Scream, wave hallelujah. Lift your hands, shout hallelujah. So you will find Hosanna after Jesus died. Hallelujah is in revelation. Hallelujah for the Lord God. Omnipotent reigner. Hallelujah means it is finished. Hallelujah means it is done. I dare you, when you wake up some mornings and you don't know what to do, just say hallelujah. Hey, hey, let's do it. Just say hallelujah. Hallelujah means my life is not for sale. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means that my life is secure. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm not sure what we will sing in heaven, but I'm sure we will sing hallelujah. Because hallelujah is hallelujah in every tribe, in every tongue, in every language, in every nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hail to Luya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't. Hallelujah. How will 2021 be? I don't know, but hallelujah. Yes, yes. How will November and December be? I don't know, but hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. How will December look like? I don't know, but hallelujah. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a seer. But I know hallelujah. What will my 2021 look? I am sure that hallelujah. Hallelujah means it is done. Hallelujah means it is finished. Hallelujah means my life is not for sale. Hallelujah means my God is able. If this is your word, throw your hands up. Shout hallelujah. 
Just sit down if you can. Something is pushing me. Something is shaking me. It's hallelujah. Yeah. You gotta stop that and it's pushing me. Stop it. Hallelujah. 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 I don't have the questions. I have hallelujah. When I don't know what to do, I just shout hallelujah. The whole of this week, I'm just going to be saying, Hallelujah. Highs 2021, I don't know, but I know Hallelujah. Am I going to have the baby? I know Hallelujah. Will I ever be happy? But I just trust Hallelujah. Will I ever have a job? The job, I just know Hallelujah. Will I be able to buy the house? I just know Hallelujah. I'm not sure that I'm able to make it, but I trust Hallelujah. Hallelujah means it is done. Hallelujah means it is finished. Hallelujah means God is able. Hallelujah means the devil is a liar. Hallelujah means the job has been done. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor say hallelujah. You're pushing me. You're pulling me. You'll see them. Let's behave. Let's try. Redemption is not creation. Redemption is not creation. Auntie Joy, I have owned my phone by redemption, not creation. <laughs> because by creation, it belongs to Apple. <laughs> but when somebody went and redeemed it to me and for me, it became mine. So Steve Jobs, anywhere he is, in heaven or hell, I do not know. Cannot show up in my house and say, the phone you are using belongs to me. What I then say to him is that it has been redeemed from you. It belongs to me. So God lost man in Genesis. God lost man in Genesis. You got it, you got it. And God sent his son to redeem man back to himself. So now God owns man by new creation and by redemption. So he redeemed us out of every kindred. That means you can be my cousin, but if you don't know this revelation, we are not on the same level. <laughs> yes, we are not. On, no, 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 no. We may be classmates. We are not grace mates. No, no, we are not. I, if you don't, because I have been. Yes, yes. yes. I, we may be doing the same business, but I understand redemption. Redemption means that God brought me out. God paid me out out of every tribe, every tongue, and every people. Look at your neighbor. Tell them my life is not for sale. My life is not for sale. My life is not for sale. I'll continue next week. I'll continue next week. I'm continuing. I'll continue. I'll continue. What does this have to do with the book of Ruth? I'm glad you asked. Because the scripture can only be validated and substantiated from the epistles. The scripture is not Romans. The scripture is not Corinthians. The scripture is not Ephesians. Those are the epistles. The scripture is the prophet and the law. Moses from Exodus down to Malachi. Those are scriptures. 
But when the Bible says all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God, he wasn't talking of Romans. The epistles are the correct explanation of the scriptures. The scriptures are coded. The epistles are the decoding of the scriptures. So the scriptures are the epistles concealed. The epistles are the scriptures revealed. So if you are going to understand the scriptures properly, you have to see the epistles to decode what is in the scriptures. Jesus speaking. He says you read the scripture because in them you think you have eternal life. I am he who the scripture testifies of. I am the person that you are looking for in the scripture. The Bible is a book. The word of God is a person. So your Bible can fall to the ground doesn't mean that the word of God has fallen to the ground because that is anana, koyada, epula. That is because it is a Bible. It is not the word of God. The word of God is a person. His name is Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him. Without him... became flesh and dwelt among men which touched him John said the things we touched the things we felt the things we saw with our eyes we now write unto you so if Jesus is the bread the word of God is the recipe God is the bakery So Jesus called himself, I am the bread of life. So what you read is the recipe. So with the recipe, you can bake your bread. So now test and see that the Lord... Old Testament. Old Testaments are shadows and type. Jesus is the substance. So that blood on top Moses' lintel, that was Jesus. That snake that was on the cross, that was Jesus. So the Bible says, if I be lifted I, I will draw all men and that's what people sing. Them MVP and go, lift Jesus high. Lift him high for the world to see. He said, if I... So when we praise God, God draws men to himself. He was talking about judgment. That if I'm lifted high, I will draw all judgment to me. He was speaking about the cross. That when you stretch me wide and lift me high, and you lift me high like that, I will draw the judgment of the world to myself. Now that God has taken the judgment, there is therefore now no condemnation. so big and so highly of yourself that you can sing a praise and worship that will lift Jesus higher from where he is. Let's lift him higher. Where did the lift and go? To where? To where? David said, if I go to the heavens, you're the one who rides upon the wings and the heavens by the name Jah. If I go under the earth, you're the one who's in hell and you're able to save my soul from death. Where can I go from your presence? He is Shammah. Never
never leaving, never coming, always present. So until Jesus is revealed, revelation is not in view. Until Jesus is revealed, revelation is not in Any rev that does not show you Jesus is not rev. Any prophecy that doesn't show you a prophet is not one that says something and it comes to pass. The devil can tell you what will come to pass. Native doctors do it for free. How you know a true prophet is the one who shows you the sure word of prophecy. His name is Jesus. So the Old Testament is the scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not New Testament. Hebrew says, until the testator dies, the testament is not active. If you are in law here, you understand. I think it's law 101. Until the man dies, the testament is not active. So it's when Jesus died that the New Testament started. So even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John has to be substantiated from the epistles. So John chapter 14 verse 1, when it says in my father's house, Jesus speaking in John, that is you have to substantiate it. That the father's house is family. Many mansions is position. So there are no mansion in heaven. Jesus is the mansion in heaven. If you are in Christ, you are already in the mansion in heaven. Substantiation. So to understand what we read in the book of Ruth, we must see it with the spectacles of the epistles. I'm not saying don't read Old Testament. When you read it, read it from the spectacle of the epistles. Know exactly what the scripture was saying. Ruth chapter 4. Let's do orthotomiology. It's called rightly dividing. Excellent, not insidiousness, but exegesis. Insidiousness is when you bring a problem a situation and bring it to the scripture. That's in synthesis. You are trying to substantiate the mess. Exegesis is let the Bible speak on the matter. Root 4. Brother, put the scripture there. Verse 4. And his father-in-law. Give me from verse 4. Give me verse 4. I lay hands on those who go in the media room. Receive brain now strength. Ruth chapter 4 from verse 4. Grace is released to you now. It works. Keep it here. Uncle Sammy, there is a man called Elimelech. He married Naomi. Naomi. Elimelech died. Elimelech had two sons. Efe. The two sons died. The two sons had wife. One was Ruth. The other one was Hopper. So when Ruth died, when, when, sorry, when Elimelech died and the two boys died, Naomi called the daughters-in-law and said, Market, don't close home. There's nothing here. I'm, my husband is dead. My sons are dead. You are just my daughters-in-law. The one you have do, have do. I can't blame you. Come and be going. 
and gave a very beautiful speech. One of them called Oprah with his speech was passionate. He went to him, went to her and kissed her and left. Ruth cleaved and stayed. Be careful of people who just want to kiss you and leave. That's another message. They just want to kiss us and they... remember that Oprah kissed Naomi. Judas kissed Jesus. Judas kissed Jesus and left. But there's one who sticks closer than the brother. He's the cleaver. Enana, Kadopo, Elidra, Hasi, Telati, Ikalata, Bosa. So Ruth says, I'm not leaving you. I will stay with you. I will go with you. I will dwell with you. Ruth said, we died there. Whatever, all of that, everything Ruth said is we died there. When Naomi looked at Ruth and saw the conviction in her eyes and her voice, I said, okay, no problem. Let's come and be going. And Ruth went with Naomi to a different land doing nothing. The biggest problem with believers, we don't know how to be in the state where we are doing because we don't know how to rest. So she went. Well, what, what are you going to do? Nothing. Why did you leave this place? Nothing. What? It doesn't make sense to leave a job with no plan, doing nothing. Oh, no, no, Carissa. Because sometimes obeying God, he doesn't show you the blueprint in his entirety and totality, but just keep moving. You may be doing nothing, just keep moving. Because doing nothing in direction of God's will is doing everything. Doing nothing in the direction of God's will is doing everything right. So one day, she too said, okay, because in doing nothing, she must have observed there is a farm there. There is a land there. Because separation is incubation and preparation for manifestation. Separation and isolation is preparation and incubation for manifestation. When Moses stood before Pharaoh, I'm calling your spirit to listen to me. When Moses stood before, give me your staff, sir. When Moses stood before Pharaoh and threw his rod on the ground, that was not the first time Moses was throwing his rod. God had put Moses to the corner and they did rehearsals. And said to Moses, put your hands in your chest. He came out, he was leprous. Put it back. Drop your rod on the floor. He dropped. Pick it. Because whatever you have not rehearsed privately, you cannot flaunt publicly. <laughs> Uncle Sammy, if that was the first time Moses was doing that, as the rod dropped, had the Moses for coward to say, hey, Omonawa. So God does not want you shocked. So he puts you in isolation. Incubation. For manifestation. Thank you, Bishop. So Ruth is doing nothing. One day Ruth found a field and she said, Make I just hustle now. 
me can just hustle. You know, let me hustle with you. Anything I can get from this field, at all, at all, a bad market. Make her hold something from here. And then they were hustling. So one day she came back late. Auntie Naomi said, Ah, baby, what's up? There you go. So I get one feed when they there. I your bracket and make her the hustle. She said, Who get the feed? He said, Boaz. He said, Boaz is my husband's cousin. He's a kinsman. He's a good man. He's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. Sister, position yourself. Sisters, you must learn how to make a move and let the men make the move. A move. A move and the move are not the same. Every root needs the experience of a Naomi. You see it again. Collaboration. Collaboration. He's been fed with the word of God. In the laugh, in the year revelation. That's what the word of God does to us here. So she positioned herself. And one day, Ruth and Boaz had a lovingitis discussion. He said, oh, guys, single now. How are you now? Are you not a kinsman? If you run this thing, he said, yes, I'm a kinsman. Uncle Sammy bought. I am not the first kinsman. There is a kinsman first before me. So there's always a first Adam before the last Adam. So Boaz said, but I will, I will organize something. We are going to have a family meeting. And I'm going to tell that first kinsman, Elimelech has a land. He's dead, our brother. The land is with Naomi. This land has to come back to the family. You are the first kinsman. Oh yeah, buy the land. Because it's not in my position to buy it first. I just gave you the worry version of all these things you see here. Let's read it now. You understand it. And, he, and I thought to advertise to thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou will redeem it, redeem it. But if thou will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know. For there is none to redeem it beside thee first. And I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Give me verse, verse 5. Let's see Bible. Then said Boaz, the day that you buy this field of the land from Naomi, you must buy root with the land. If you buy the land, you must buy the babe. The first land was the Garden of Eden. God bought Adam in the Garden of Eden. Then, because he's the wife of the dead. He is the wife of the dead. Give me Colossians 1 verse 18. We come back to verse 5 here. Colossians 1 verse Who is the dead? And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. The dead Bible. Yes. From Pa exegesis. So in types and shadow, Elimelech was Christ who died. Go back to verse 4. 
Some of you will get it tomorrow. Just keep rubbing your head and say, I understand it. Give me. To raise up a name of the dead upon his inheritance. Give me verse 6. Give me verse 6. And the kinsman, he has no name, said, I cannot redeem it for myself. Lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem it. I give you the redeeming right. Give me Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Because of inheritance, he couldn't. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the Son. So Boaz is Jesus saying, I will make Ruth a partaker of my inheritance. The first kiss man is saying, no, I don't want you to mess up my inheritance. For the scripture is the epistle concealed. The epistle is the scripture revealed. So I submit to you, people of God, the first kinsman rejected Jesus. Rejected the right because Jesus was locked up in the loins of Ruth. Ruth became the great grandmother of Jesus. So when he rejected the land and Ruth, he was rejecting Jesus. Ruth chapter 1 verse, verse 12. Ruth 1 16. Ruth 1 16. Revelation. Ruth 1 16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For without thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God shall be my God. Who was speaking in the loins of Ruth? Jesus. John chapter 14. Verse 16. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive. Verse 16, 16, 16. John 16 verse. John 14 verse 16. Verse 16. A little while and ye shall not see me. And again, and a little while, no, John, John, no, no, John 14, verse 16, where are you, where are you? I need to rush, I need to wrap this. John 14, verse 16, John 14, verse 16, Jesus speaking in John, he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. This is what Ruth was saying. I will not leave you nor forsake him. It is uh, uh, another that he may abide with you forever. So when Ruth was speaking, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Anywhere you go, I will go. It was the Holy Ghost, Jesus speaking from the loins of Ruth, that this is what I will do in the new covenant. I will write my laws in their heart. I will write my laws in their mind and their sins and their iniquities. I will abide with them and they shall abide in me and their sins and the iniquities, I will remember no more. Because the seal of redemption is the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1, let's close. Verse 13. I went with your auntie, my mom, to the market one time in Benin. That's when I knew that I was not designed to go to market with women. So my mom bought food stuff and there was one yam corner. So she packed yam. I think it was about 12 to one corner. And said to the woman, As I'm going to buy tomato somewhere else. But I'm paying for this. 
And then she paid for it. And she was going. The woman said to my mom, just in case when you come back, I'm not available and my girl is around. Let me do something to what you have paid for. And put a mark on the yam. <laughs> that it is no longer for sale. <laughs> Your life is not for sale. Because he sealed it with the Holy Ghost of promise. That's the mark. And I just wanted to remind you this Sunday morning that your health is not for sale. Your womb is not for sale. Your job is not for sale. Your marriage is not for sale. Your life is not for sale. Your destiny is not for sale. You are not available. You are not available. Why? He is paid full price. You're out of stock. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the shop and said, I need this? Oh, sorry, somebody bought it. You are not available. <laughs> when people go around looking for deliverance, the true deliverance is revelation of what Christ has done for you. You'll not be jumping from prayer houses, blow breeze. <laughs> come out, come out. Who should come out? The Holy Ghost and the believer. For you have been sealed by the Holy Ghost. So you are not for. So you can have that foolish dream when you wake up and say, you know what? Wrong dream. I am not for sale. Go back to sleep. No, I father, I destroy. I buy. No, 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 no. It's revelation that activates true deliverance. For deliverance is in the salvation package. Any brand new car without AC is not brand new. So I buy you a brand new car, but you have to install AC. That's not brand new car. Deliverance is in the package called soteria, salvation. What, you, what the believer needs is not deliverance, it's revelation. What Christ has done for me. Who I am in Christ and who Christ is to me. Period. Epignosis. You are marked. You are not. Spirit husband. You, 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 you chase Jesus, babe. You are the bride of Christ. You are not available for your life is hidden in Christ and Christ is in God. You are bought with a precious price. Your life is not for sale. My life is not for sale. I am not available to, to demonic manipulations. I'm not available to because my life, no, it's not. Everybody can die, but I will not die because my life is not for sale. My life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. I'm not available. My life is not for sale. This is the revelation that changes the believer. So you move bold knowing that my life is not for sale. I can't die untimely. Why? He died for me. My life is not for sale. Anything you are desiring for me to do as a believer is that you are questioning that the purchase was not total payment. The Bible says he, he is the propitiation. Propitiation is excess payment. So I was owing one million dollars. Jesus paid one billion pounds. Trillion. So my lifetime cannot exhaust the payment of salvation over my life. My life is not for sale. I hope you have these words in your spirit as you leave. Don't let anybody call you to come. It's something in your father's house. 
Revelation says you have been redeemed. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Give me the message translation. Give me Galatians 3, 13 and 14 in King James. Then give me message and then we close. We take the thanksgiving from you, from Sam and Sam Akindele and then we'll close. Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. Then give it to me in the message. Christ hath redeemed us from the cost of the law, being made a cost for us. For it is written, cost is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, who are Gentiles, Nigerians, like you and me, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise again, the seal of redemption. Give me the message translation and then we'll close. You know message is petty. Let's see message. Give me message translation. My life is not for sale. Watch, watch. 3, 13 and 14. This is verse 1. 3, 13 and 14. 13 and 14. This is verse 1. Give me 13 and 14. Watch, watch, watch this. It says, Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating cost life by absorbing it completely into himself. He absorbed the cost completely. So when you say a believer is under a curse, I need you to understand the ignorance with which you are talking. When you say a believer needs deliverance, I want you to understand the ignorance that you are oozing out from your mouth. So you have not gone to one mountain to pray and they, they follow you. Who they follow you? For those of us who are redeemed, now goodness and mercy, they pursue us. Do you remember the scripture that says, cost is everyone who hangs on a tree. That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved the curse. He became the curse and dissolved the curse. Give me verse 14. God punished the devil. And now because of that, the air is cleared. And we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews too. We are all able to receive God's life, his spirit, and with us by believing. Believing. Just the way Abraham received it. Abraham received by believing. Sister Joy, we are believers, not achievers. We are receivers, not contributors. We just believe and receive. He has paid the price for me. It was full payment. I have been purchased. I am no longer in the market. My life is not for sale. Stand on your feet. My life is not for sale. Can I give you one minute before we close? And do you know what you do in one minute? I just want you to violently pray. Pray over, come on. Pray over yourself and the declaration is my life is not for sale. My business, not for sale. My ministry, not for sale. Everything about me is not for sale. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. I want you to begin to decree and declare. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. God said to tell somebody, listen, listen to me, listen to me. Is in this area. You, oh, oh, hold up, hold, 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 give me some time. It says your past cannot mar your future. You're here. You are very. You're, you keep looking behind. God is saying your past cannot mar your future. 
your, your past, the mistakes you made in the past cannot mirror your future. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your past cannot mar your future, cannot destroy your future. The air is clear. You have a new slate with God. You have a new slate. And you should be clapping right now because you know some crazy things you have done. But God is saying, I'm not looking at your past. I'm not looking at your past. I'm looking at your future. I'm not looking at your past. I'm looking at your future. No, no, no. You confess before you I'm not looking at your past. I'm looking at your future. In the name, your past is gone. Somebody clap your hands, church. Clap, 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 clap. Come on, clap. Lift your hands after me. Say, in the name of Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say it loud. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, my life is not for sale. My destiny is not for sale. My future is not for sale. My house is not for sale. My environment is not for sale. My marriage is not for sale. My business is not for sale. My future is not for sale. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I cannot be purchased. I am not in the market. I am not available. I have been paid for. Now clap your hands, church. Shout to the Lord!